Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause and anyone dealing with hypothyroidism. If you're struggling with weight gain, you feel like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut-wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And don't even get me started on the hair loss. If these symptoms are sounding all too familiar, you sound your tribe. Welcome, because my goal is to educate, empower, and shake up your world. I want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are. So if you're ready to dive in and fix things, let's get started. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. You've been asking for a deep dive, a breakdown of what all the different fixers, supplements can do and how you can incorporate them. And I also wanted to kind of expand on that. I want to answer your questions and give you a little breakdown, but I want to expand on the hidden truths of the supplement industry. Obviously, we're talking supplements. And I, I've talked about this in the past, but new things have come up. Being in the supplement industry, of course, I see and hear things now that I didn't even back in the day. So I really want to break down what you need to look for when you are choosing your supplements and give you some inside information as to what happens in the world of supplements. It's not all cut and dry. Now, the FDA they kind of want to get their hands into everything. They're already starting to slowly destroy our access to peptides. So it's not something that we want to give the government control over because when we give the government control, this is not a political podcast. This isn't a conspiracy thing or a rant. But when we give the government control over something like supplements, they're going to F it up. I mean, they're already effing up peptides. We we're getting them from compounding pharmacies. We know that peptides can oftentimes replace prescription medications. So bye-bye big pharma. So of course there's a little bit of, you know, I don't know, behind the scenes, uh, what is it, greasing the pocket, something like that. A little behind the scenes happening in the peptide world and the FDA world that says, you know, these peptides might be really beneficial. Same thing can happen in the supplement industry. So we don't want to give over that control to a governing body that is going to regulate the good right out of our cabinets. But we do have to be savvy and just smart consumers ourselves. And sometimes that requires just bringing in a little bit of common sense. So if you really step back and think, and I want, to, I want you to think about 
your supplement purchasing behavior as we go through these this inside scoop behind the scenes talk, because I've been there and done that too. So I'm right there with you. You want to supplement immediately. You heard all of a sudden you were listening to this amazing podcast called the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. And you heard a guest on there talk about the importance of vitamin D and how it should be D3 and K2 together and all the different benefits that vitamin D gives you. So you rush out and you go to the store and you're like, I want to start on it now because I'm so excited. This can do so much for my body. So you go to Walmart or GNC or Target and you buy your vitamin D and you just grab it off the shelf and you're scanning through and you're like, well, this one's $10. I'll just grab that. It has 5,000 IUs and the vitamin K in it. Okay, that's cool. But if you stop and listen to your gut and listen to what I'm about to tell you, you might make different choices. So we know that the big box stores, the Walmart, the Costco, the Sam's Club, the Walgreens, the Rite Aid, the the drug stores, the pharmacies, the, the big grocery stores, Giant Eagle, Wegmans, Whole Foods, they all have supplements in their store. Now, we'll set Whole Foods aside. That has a little bit different clientele than what would go into Walmart or Costco. And this isn't a judgment on the clientele, but this is what goes on in some supplement manufacturers' minds when we start tying in marketing and price points. So this is what you have to know as a consumer. And this I learned 25 years ago. Those supplement companies that produce and sell to the big box stores can usually, and I only say usually, because yes, it is possible that mom and pop companies like the Fixer Line can get into a big box store. You know, of course, that would be the dream, but there are pros and cons to that too. Believe me, everything you see in Walmart, those companies are not necessarily lucky. Walmart can make or break a brand. So the majority of those products that you see in the big box stores are made by big time mega corporations. And in their manufacturing process, they have a tendency to set aside the products that were manufactured with bulk core ingredients that may be close to expiring, that may be expired, that may be very, very cheap to obtain because they're coming from different sources outside of those that let's say I would choose as a, as a raw material maker. So I want to go source some high quality vitamin D. In order for me as a small company to source that vitamin D and get a high quality vitamin D to give to my customer, I'm going to have to spend that money because in order to get a high quality, that bulk product needs to be at a decent price so that I'm not passing all of this cost on you. But this is where you have to step back and think a little bit. So if I can buy a, a bulk product, bottle it, put the label on it, send it through testing, and then pay for the manufacturing process itself in addition to the bulk ingredient, in addition to the label, in addition to the bottling, and then also pay for distribution, that product needs to be at a certain price point so that I, as the supplement manufacturer, the founder, actually make some money because it's a business. I'm not in the business of giving away everything for free and not paying my bills. So we have to price that at a price point 
that gives us a profit margin. Now, we're not going for a 100% profit margin, but there are certain margins that you need to make the business work. If you see a vitamin D supplement for $10, if you see any kind of advertisement like in these catalog, remember catalogs? Oh God, what was it? The Swanson catalog or Pioneer or I don't, I can't remember even what it is. Buy one, get three free. Buy two, get three free. If a company can afford to do that, I have news for you. The quality of that product is low. It's very, very low. If they can sell a product for $10, then they are literally spending probably 2 to $5, and 5 would be high. They're probably spending around $1 to $2 as a big manufacturer because they're going to have bigger margins on making that product. So that tells you that that quality is low. Now we all know you get what you pay for. That's a big saying in, in whatever industry you're in. And it kind of holds true for the supplement industry. Not always, but sometimes. So that's one aspect when you're buying, when you are purchasing from large box stores, and let me get back to that story. Marketing wise, these companies know that the, the demographic of the consumer that purchases a supplement at Walmart is not a biohacker, is not someone that necessarily, now if you're outside of that mold, don't get offended, but just necessarily does not pay attention to whether that supplement is actually working in their body or not. So the, the purchaser of the $10 vitamin D at Walmart is not going to get their vitamin D levels checked every three to six months. They're taking it because they heard it somewhere on Dr. Oz that this supplement was good for them. And that's why they're running out and they're buying it with absolutely no clue what's in it or what to look for to know whether or not it's effective. The problem with the FDA not actually stepping in and regulating is that you can not only get products that have what we call a fairy dusting of ingredients in it, you can get products that actually have harmful ingredients in it. Now, again, by no means is this a call to the FDA to step in and start touching the supplement industry. Absolutely not. That will do way more harm than good. But you as the consumer kind of needs to know all of this. So piggybacking off of my point about these big box stores, this is years ago. Now, this is going back to 2015, where the Attorney General of New York actually really dove into an investigation into what is what's in these supplements. And what they did is they pulled supplements from GNC, Target, Walgreens, and Walmart, and they tested them. So here's the report. Here's what, what we found. Thank you, AG of New York. At GNC, only one supplement actually tested for the label contents, which was freaking garlic, but saw palmetto. That uh, one bottle of saw palmetto tested positive for actually containing saw palmetto. Three others didn't. The remaining four supplement types yielded mixed results, but none of them actually had what was shown on the label. Contaminants that they found. So they tested 24 bottles of, of herbal products sold at GNC. And contaminants that they found in the products included asparagus. All right, you're thinking like not that bad of a contaminant, right? Some rice, a house plant, 
yeah, at a house, a house plant. Just we're going to grind up a house plant and put it in a supplement. Uh, legumes, meaning beans, alfalfa, clover. Um, yeah. So that's what they found actually in these supplements that didn't actually contain the ingredient on the label. Target, they found that three supplements showed consistent presence of the label content. The other three show that, yeah, um, nothing in here is actually what's on the label. So they only had a 41% match when everything was tested as to the ingredient actually showing what was in the little capsule or the bottle showing what was in the capsule. Contaminants, French bean, asparagus, pea, wild carrot, salt palmetto, and allium. Walgreens, they tested a company called Finest Nutrition Brand, purchased at three locations in Brooklyn, Rochester, and Watertown. Only one supplement actually tested for its label contents. And contaminants showed allium, rice, wheat, palm, daisy, and once again, a house plant. Walmart, they tested a company called Spring Valley. A lot of these I'm not really even seeing in, I don't really see them in stores anymore. I don't know if it's because of the story that was released on how they don't have anything in the label, but but this is my point is they're looking at these supplements from these big box stores and the companies know. So way back in the day when I was bodybuilding and working for a company called MHP, it was owned by Gerard Dente. He was a bodybuilder and he put his heart behind these supplements. Now, I don't know who owns it to this day. I have no idea, but but seeing what happened and seeing the care that he took in manufacturing and then further down the road, working with my mentor who had his own supplement line and carried a variety of, of different supplements in his nutrition shop. It's, it's very interesting. And I've said this for years, decades now that you want to purchase your supplements from individuals. So back in the bodybuilding day, there was Labrada who owned, Lee Labrada owned Labrada Nutrition. Rich Gaspari owned Gaspari Nutrition. Gerard Dente owned MHP. And then you got into these mega corps like Muscle Tech, where you would open a Flex magazine, a Muscle Fitness Hers magazine. There'd be a five-page spread on HydroxyCut, the fat burner. And you thought, how in the world can these companies afford to advertise this much? They sponsored every bodybuilding show. Well, they were a mega corp that put more money into their marketing than into the quality of the supplements. Because if they pushed all those millions into marketing, knowing that all y'all would fall for it and buy it, they didn't really actually have to have quality because they had quantity. And there was no man behind the name. There was no woman behind the name. When you have a person behind the name of a company, it's their reputation on the line. It's my reputation on the line with the fixer supplement line. So therefore, we're going to make sure that our stuff works, that we don't cut corners. We don't fairy dust ingredients because we want ultimately you, the consumer, to come back and spread the word and tell everyone, hey, this is a supplement that actually does what it's supposed to do. You always want to look for those small companies in order to get quality ingredients. Now, you might pay a little bit more. So like I said, if, you are a, if you're buying from a smaller company, 
we don't have, nor would I even want, honestly, we don't have access to the cheapy, cheapy bulk product. We don't have access to the bulk producers that sell to companies that sell the Walmart and Walgreens. And they just mass produce these supplements in droves and can do so for $10 a bottle because what's in it may or may not be what's on the label. And maybe we just fairy dusted a little bit because nobody's actually checking that you're getting 10,000 IUs of vitamin D in that 10,000 IU vitamin D capsule. And that's why those companies can sell so cheap. So when we're talking about the, the cost to make the product, you might pay a little bit more for a higher quality product. I mean, again, that's just common sense. So if you hire someone to do anything in your house, let's say you hire a plumber because you know your toilet isn't working, whatever. And they come in, they're like, yeah, well, I got some scraps from another job I did and from a house that was just demolished and I'll bring those in and I'll piecemeal this together and it should work. You know, that'll be 200 bucks. Or I have new stuff in the car right now. This is such a poor example, but I'm coming up with it on the fly. New stuff on in the in the truck right now, I'll bring it in. Such a, it'll be in 100% working order. You will not have to worry about it breaking down. The old products, the the refurbished ones, you know, you might get a year, might get two years out of it. We don't know. Oh, but you'll save $200 because this is $200 more for the new stuff. What are you going to do? You're going to pay more for the quality, for the integrity, for the shit actually lasting and doing what it's supposed to do. Same thing with supplements. See, that wasn't that bad of an analogy after all. Same thing with supplements. You might pay a little bit more. I'm not saying that to justify any cost. But if you, again, we're, come back to common sense, people, think about what it costs to put that raw ingredient into a bottle. Now, if you have more than one ingredient on the label, now there's a cost of two, five, 10 different ingredients that has to go into that bottle. And then the bottle and the label and the marketing, and the shipping, and the distribution, all of it, and the, and the testing, that's all cost for the supplement manufacturer. And yeah, that cost is going to be passed on to you just like anything is passed on to you. I mean, you can't, guess what the house you're living in, that cost was passed on to you. Didn't take 500000 to build your house. Didn't take 200000 to build your house. Yeah, that cost is being passed on to you as the consumer, just like anything. Going to a restaurant. You really think Buffalo Wild Wings should be a $75 bill for two people? I don't think so. It's pretty much the worst wings ever. So yes, that cost is going to be passed on to you, but what about quality? All right, so let's use food as an example. You can go to BWW and drop 75 on two people and walk out probably with a little bit of stomach upset and not really feeling satisfied. Or you could drop 150 at the steakhouse and get a big-ass ribeye and walk out really pumped up because you got your protein filled for the day, but you paid a little bit more. Maybe these are bad analogies. Maybe you're sitting there going, but I can't afford to pay that much. I get it, but at least upgrade slightly. Or again, instead of, so this is what I tell people, when you bought that cheap supplement, you pay $10 versus this one over here for $30. Did you save $20 in buying the $10 supplement? Or did you just waste $10 on something that is nothing? 
that won't do what you're actually buying it for. No, you wasted 10. You didn't save 20. So just don't buy it at all instead of buying something that could do more harm than good. Just don't even buy it. Leave it out of your protocol. Just go with the no-da supplements. And we're going to talk about what those are and kind of do a review of those as well. So that is my take on the supplement industry, a little bit behind the scenes, buy from individuals. I'm I'm kind of pulling back on my stance of purchasing on Amazon because I'm actually learning that individuals like myself can sell on Amazon and it is our products that's going out to the Amazon distribution center. Where this became a problem years ago was actually with Designs for Health they were finding that different retailers, Amazon retailers, would get the bottles and just refill capsules, put them in a bottle and seal it and resell that same product, which was, again, nothing in the bottle, nothing like rice flour, the the parsley, the houseplant was being put into the capsules and resold. So that's why these, I always say, don't buy beauty products or supplements on Amazon because they can also often be counterfeit. Except I'm also learning though that professional, reputable supplement manufacturers can sell on Amazon through their own store. So you always want to make sure that you're purchasing from that company's store, not from a reseller. So Amazon's okay, just don't don't buy it from a reseller. Moving into the fixer supplement line. I am doing this because you asked. So we are going to do a really nice brief rundown of the fixer supplements. If you're listening to this six months or a year from now, there might be more. Things might have come and went. I don't know. But this is the overview as of January 2nd, 2024. So you have thyroid fixer, you have metabolism fixer. Both of them contain T2. And at T2, we know increases your basal metabolic rate improves ATP production, works at the mitochondrial level, does not have thyromimetic effects, meaning it's not going to come back and jack up your thyroid numbers or change your thyroid numbers in any way. It doesn't have any cardiovascular effects. It's not going to increase your heart rate. It's not going to make you feel anxious. It's not going to work like T3 does, but it's as powerful as, if not more. Certain studies show that T2 is actually more powerful than T3 at changing that metabolic effect in the body. Thyroid fixer contains that as does metabolism fixer. The difference with metabolism fixer, it is a powder. It contains electrolytes. It contains green tea and purple tea, which also have an effect on your metabolism. And it contains the trademarked ingredient suppressa. And that works to suppress appetite. We've heard reports back as soon as one day, as soon as really the studies show about a two-week lag time for it to actually start suppressing the appetite. But we've heard reports back that same day, if not within two days. These two, I think, are amazing keys to increasing the metabolism overall and helping control appetite. Blood sugar fixer is berberine. That's going to work on lowering your insulin and glucose. Now, another big question that I see in conjunction with this request to do a podcast on the supplements is when to take them. Thyroid fixer, any time of day. Metabolism fixer, any time of day. Actually, I'm a metabolism fixer in my water bottle right now. I'm just sipping it through the day. Blood sugar fixer should be taken before a meal or with a meal. Because berberine can cause a little bit of stomach upset and the whole point is to control your blood sugar and your insulin response and your glucose response to that meal and help to balance out carbon sugar cravings as we move down the road as well. 
hormone fixer is specifically to raise testosterone levels in women. Now, it's also going to raise your growth hormone levels. So you're going to get an improved libido, an improved testosterone level. You should see a little bit of movement if you're testing IGF-1. However, if IGF-1 is low, I always recommend doing like the growth hormone-releasing peptides like CJC, ipamorelin, semorelin. But the Tonkatali in-hormone fixer will help to bump up growth hormone levels, which is anti-aging. Growth hormone is anti-aging. Testosterone is anti-aging. That can be taken any time of day, but I swear to God, there's a placebo effect for me. When I take hormone fixer in the morning before a workout, I am stronger. Call me crazy. Maybe I am, but it works. DHT fixer is just that. It's going to block DHT. Now, what is DHT? Dihydrotestosterone. So when testosterone converts over to dihydrotestosterone, a woman will experience hair loss and acne. Normally, it's hair loss like thinning at the crown. DHT in men will cause that male pattern baldness. So DHT fixer will help to block that testosterone from converting the DHT. You can test your DHT level, or if you are taking testosterone, you have a you kind of know already, like, mm, I break out a little bit. I'm already experiencing hair loss. Go ahead and add in DHT fixer on the daily, one to two counts per day, any time of day. And you can even start that before you start testosterone therapy as well. Liver fixer, we all need liver support. I talk about liver fixers. You can, you can do two per day ongoing for liver support if you have elevated liver enzymes. That's your ALT, AST, alkaline phosphatase. If you're drinking a lot of alcohol, you're eating crappy foods, add in liver fixer or just add it in as a, as a cyclic supplement. So do a month on, a month off, two weeks on, two weeks off. And that way you're always putting in that liver support for ongoing, just ongoing support. Hashimoto's fixer is going to lower your Hashimoto antibodies. It's also going to lower antibodies of any autoimmune condition and it lowers inflammation. Collagen Fixer 2.0 is kind of in the no duh category. I would add in collagen every single day, but this collagen specifically is unlike anything on the market. So I blended Verisol. Verisol is a trademark bioactive peptide that has been proven to reduce wrinkles and reduce the appearance of cellulite. Body balance improves lean muscle mass, so actually reduces fat mass, improves body composition, all the way around, then Fortigel helps the joints. So you have skin, hair, nails, cellulite, body composition, fat, muscle, and joints, all with Collagen Fixer 2.0. That was a shameless plug, but I mean, when you're going to take it, throw it in your coffee in the morning. You can even throw it in your water bottle and drink that throughout the day because it just dissolves and disappears. SHBG Fixer is formerly known as Bedroom Fixer, it is meant to lower your sex hormone binding globulin. So if your SHBG is above an 80, you want to add this in. Quad Mag is a no-dose supplement. It's four magnesiums in one. If you're just taking mag citrate, you're only taking something to help you poop. You're missing out on the T4 to T3 conversion. You're missing out on the muscle relaxation, the sleep, the anxiety, all of that. I always take mag at night. SHBG Fixer, any time of day, I like taking my mag at night because I like to stack it. Sleep and burn by the fixer. If you're having issues sleeping and you want to reduce your inflammation and reduce your body fat, you can add this in. So I would stack sleep and burn with magnesium. Hopefully you're on some progesterone as well. You can stack that in the mix right before bed and improve your sleep all around. Estrogen fixer is to, I don't want to say lower estrogen. If you're estrogen dominant, you need estrogen fixer. If you're a man and your estradiol is above a 30, you need estrogen fixer. If you have PCOS, you need estrogen fixer. 
if you're doing rhythmic dosing, like I am taking higher amounts of estrogen, you need estrogen fixer because it's going to bind to the unwanted, undesirable growth estrogens and bring them out of your body, help your body eliminate it. It does not necessarily lower your estradiol. Although I have seen people on large amounts of DIM for a long time and progesterone, and it tends to push down a woman's estradiol. So I wouldn't use it unless you know that you need it. So with progesterone to estradiol, the ratio I like is a one to 20 ratio. Outside of that, it means you're dominant. However, I get this question quite often. A woman will come to me with an estradiol of an 80, but progesterone is less than, you know, it's non-existent, less than five. Does that mean she's estrogen dominant? No, like she's she barely has enough estradiol to get into that optimal range, but the progesterone is so low. So we're bringing up the progesterone. We're not reducing the estradiol. So you want to either be estrogen dominant, be a man, a male taking testosterone should be on estrogen fixer as well. You take that any time of day. Iron fixers, if you have low ferritin levels, we want ferritin levels 60 to 80, especially with Hashimoto's. Vitamin D fixer is a no-brainer. That's one of the no-duh supplements. Let me back up. Iron fixer has to be taken four hours away from thyroid medication. So if you're taking a second dose at like two or three in the afternoon, take that iron fixer four hours away because iron will bind to your thyroid medication. You don't want to take it really close to. And vitamin D is actually fat soluble. So you want to take vitamin D at night, mainly with dinner, because you're going to be eating a more fatty meal when taking your vitamin D. Hair fixer. I just made a post about this the other day because I really am amazed. So I will go on and off my hair fixer, right? And my stylist of, I think we we figured out we've been together like 30 years. Of 30 years, she will always notice from each time I go in, like your hair is better this time. Wait, now it's all crappy. It's dry. It's straw-like. It's thin. What's going on? What's going on? And I always think, well, you know, it's winter. We have the heat on. My lips are dry. I'm putting on like Aquaphor lip balm all the freaking time. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's I'm wearing a hat. Well, you know what I actually figured out? When my hair started going crack, she's like, last time it was great. I'm like, no, I don't get it. It's only been five weeks. I was taking hair fixer and my hair literally came back to life. I'm like, damn it. It's, it really, this is a great product. So yeah, the Collagen Fixer 2.0 is pretty freaking fantastic. But I had no idea how impactful hair fixer was on my hair. It's a different, it's five marine collagens. It's just different. I'm just going to say like, I, I I wish I had a big science-based explanation, but it just does something. And I just leave it out so I don't forget to take it every single day. So I just leave it out on my counter. I see it like, oh, yep, I'm going to take that every day. Protein obviously can be taken any time of day. Creatine before workout, but any time of day. A multivitamin any time of day. Vitamin B. Any time of day, digestive enzymes before or during a meal. Now you can take digest fix or you can take digestive enzymes on an empty stomach. They can have an anti-inflammatory effect to a point, but most of the time we're taking it before or during a meal. Resilience fixer is just the green drink that doesn't suck. You throw it in your water, you take it throughout the day. I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. I know that. I'm open about that. I focus on meat and fat. So I'm going to take resilience fixer every single day. Thyroid glandular is only for those that need the thyroid glandular. Adrenal glandular is only for those that need the adrenal glandular. You don't just throw those in unless you know that you need them. Also, to be taken any time of day, I always say maybe work with if if your practitioner is 
telling you you need it. They'll probably tell you the times of day to use it. Like I, I like using adrenal glandular in the morning to support my patient's adrenals, especially if they tend to be a little bit low cortisol, just because glandulars help to really kind of bump up and support that gland like a bioregulator. So thyroid glandular is going to have T4 and T3 in it, even though it says it's not supposed to. Again, my argument is, is there a little guy sitting there picking out the T4 and T3 from the dried bovine thyroid gland that we have from the cow? That's what the supplemental glandulars are. They're bovine based. We take the thyroid gland out, dry it up, powder it, put it in a capsule. Boom, we have a thyroid glandular. How is that different from armor, people? How is that different? There's T4 and T3 in it. And again, the regulatory bodies that be and those that have some type of regulation over us tell us manufacturers that there really shouldn't be active thyroid ingredients in the bottle. I have a story on that for you. Hold tight. And I get that. We don't want to be putting medications in supplements. And that was a whole other scandal that occurred with more in the bodybuilding world where manufacturers were actually putting drugs in their supplements. So we were finding that, you know, libido enhancing erectile helpers actually contain Viagra. Now my nuts fixer for the record for my for my men or for my ladies who want to give it to their men, nuts fixer does not contain Viagra. But back in the day, supplement companies got busted for actually putting drugs, medications into their supplements. And then my story goes back to and and I can't decide whether or not I, I I wish this to be reversed. But back in my bodybuilding days, there was a, a supplement store in Pittsburgh by a company that's no longer in business anymore. And they had T3 in a bottle. I shit you not, it was T3 in a supplement. And then really shortly, I mean, within three to six months of me discovering this supplement, the FDA came in and just shut that down. That was pulled from the market. That was pulled even before Fedra was pulled from the market. So they figured out that, and again, oh man, I would like to go back. <laughs> I would like to go back and actually learn how they get it in supplemental form in the first place. Was it once legal? Was it once available? I mean, it, maybe at one point in time, right? T3 was available in supplement form. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to bring that back. We could treat people better, but I understand the reason for taking it off. Copper Plus. Copper Plus, you heard my podcast with Morley Robbins. I need to bring him back in to go into more detail on what copper can do, but it seems pretty amazing for your immune system. I have now been adding it to my repertoire for the winter when exposed to so many viruses. Morley went into and deep dove into its effect on COVID and how beneficial it is as well. So absolutely add this in. I think now through the winter, we're, we're seeing more cases of everything, respiratory illnesses, viruses all kick up, of course, because it's winter and that's what viruses do. Then we have my male line. This is the Fidoja Agrestis, Turkesterone, and Beta Ectosterone. These are for guys. And yes, I would say take them as directed on the label. They all help to improve performance, increase strength, muscle endurance, and testosterone. So super beneficial, had to have my, my guys in there. And really, I mean, there you go. There's all of the kind of the, the basics of the fixer line, when to take, how to take, if you should take, 
the new supplements like vitamin D and magnesium, add those in, add in the collagen. That's a new supplement as well. Blood sugar fixer works great for even anti-aging because we keep our insulin levels low. We stave off cancer. And you know, I mean, this is where we hand it back into your hands as consumers. We give you the power to decide, to investigate, to ask. And what I would say is any supplement that you try, absolutely give it three to six months to really start working and and use it consistently. So you're not going to see results even with a vitamin D. You're not going to see your vitamin D level get into an optimal range of 80 to 100 if you're taking your vitamin D three days a week and you're forgetting it sometimes. And yeah, sometimes I set it out. And oh, gee, I wonder why my D is low. You're not going to notice the antibody reducing effects of Hashimoto's fixer if you're taking it three times a week. I mean, it has to be consistent and you have to give it time. Now, one big thing, we'll say, we'll call it a question, complaint. I don't know what it is. One thing that I'm hearing sometimes of people posting about thyroid fixer, they'll say, well, I've tried this for two weeks and I don't notice anything. Well, yeah, no kidding. Because you've tried it for two weeks. I don't care if you've even tried it for two months. You have to be consistent with everything else. So you can't take a product. I don't even care if it's hydroxycut from back in the day. But I'm surprised we didn't die over. If it's hydroxycut, and we were taking way too much of it too. If you take it sporadically or you only take it on the days that you think you need it, no, you're not going to see results. It's not going to do anything. And if you're taking it and you're expecting your body to burn stored body fat, but you're not tracking your food and you're having these little bites of this and bites of that and eating off your kid's plate and, oh yeah, I did okay over the holidays, but I had two days where I ate cookies and all that. That is going to catch up and slow your progress, if not stop it all together. So you can't say X product didn't work because I was doing all these lifestyle BS moves over here and not paying attention to what I'm eating and not getting all my, my shit together and getting to the gym and lifting heavy. I'm just living life willy-nilly. I'm not sleeping, but over here I'm taking a pill and hoping that it's going to be a miracle. There's nothing miracle out there. Supplements are there to help you in your journey. And I'm so happy we have them. They've saved my ass many times. There's been times where I've gotten sick and down 50,000 IUs of vitamin D and took some iodine, extra vitamin C, copper. I mean, there there are tools and, and tricks that we can do with supplements to treat immediate issues like boosting an immune system, immediate issues like inflammation or long-term issues like a better metabolism, better testosterone levels. Supplements absolutely play a role. And I have seen numbers move when people use high quality supplements, but you gotta be cognizant out there. You have to use common sense. You have to know to a point what goes on behind the scenes and what could be in your supplements. And again, save that money. Do not buy cheapy, cheapy supplements. I don't want to see you waste your money. I don't want to see you do harm. The best place to buy your supplements are directly from the manufacturer at their website. And then, of course, again, on Amazon, if they have a store, a branded store, and we have to go through this massive process to get on Amazon. It is not easy for a seller to get on Amazon. I mean, we are basically, if I had a child, I would be giving my my firstborn to Amazon. It is difficult, but it's going to be my store so that you know my supplements are being sold on that store. That is it. 
There's no third party. There's no nothing like that where they can they can counterfeit it. You have to be a savvy, cognizant consumer. But when you are, you can narrow down the supplements that you use. You don't have to become overwhelmed. You don't have to have five different brands on the shelf. You don't have to have one sitting there that you're like, yeah, I got this real quick last year when I was sick from, from Walmart, but I don't know, maybe it's expired. What should I do with it? You can be more streamlined and more savvy with your own choices and actually end up saving money in the long run because you're using quality, not just quantity. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.